I don't know. I've been having like this weird issue. Like whenever I put on my mask, I kind of go into like panic mode and I feel like I can't breathe. Like obviously I'm still going to wear my mask because I'm like, I'm not a wiener, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Today we have a guest. This is our friend Avery. Avery, introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Avery. What am I supposed to say after that? Like, <laughs> Just say like a little bit about yourself, where you go to school, how old you yeah. are. I'm a freshman at Xavier University in Louisiana. Yeah. Woo. So this episode, we're going to talk about HBCUs. Ooh. And Avery's also a music major, so we want to get her perspective on that too. Yes, mm-hmm. period. But first, we got to do Tweet of the Week. I was about to say, yeah, I like a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Avery, do you want to go knows, first? She knows her minor problems podcast. Say, she knows. She knows her <laughs> trivia. Her minor problems trivia. Honor will go first. Okay. So my tweet of the week says, "You meet someone new on campus, and then boom, you see that person everywhere." And I just oh. think that's like so relatable because, like, <laughs> my campus, first of all, is like really small. Like the population is not booming like that. Um, mm-hmm. for example, story time. Um, oh, story time. So like, <laughs> she said, hold the, hold my mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. For like a whole month straight, there was this girl, like whenever I went to the bathroom, no matter what I was doing. <laughs> you told us the story on your Snapchat, yeah. Bro, like whenever I went to the bathroom, she'd always be there. And after that, I saw her like just everywhere. She was everywhere, you guys. And like, oh, it was so scary. I thought she was following me. She wasn't. She's probably like really sweet. But like, I see like the same 50 people every day. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Mine is the military don't get the F off social media. Do y'all have a humiliation kink or something? And then a follow up. This is supposed to be a fun not a place for them to seek out young people to commit war crimes for them. Anywho. It's like how the freaking army, I think it was army, they have like a esports thing and the trailer like came to our school and like parked on yeah. a damn blacktop. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, and let me, like, they'll be like sitting there posted up in the lunch, in the lunch room. And I'm like, can I just get my nuggets in peace, please? Yeah, <laughs> please? that's true. <laughs> It's like them and like the lifeguard people. <laughs> Is it closest? I tried really hard to find one that wasn't going to be about Corona, but I just had to. So this one <laughs> says, Americans are not equipped for a crisis where the basic rule of survival is being mildly considerate. Oh, and I was like, oh it's so like, true, I don't think though. that, I don't think Americans, like I said, if we're not Americans, I don't think Americans know what the word considerate means, to be honest <laughs> with you. What's it like being a non-STEM major? Honestly, when I first got here, it was kind of like really discouraging because my school specifically is like widely known for their STEM program. And like, Mm -hmm. I think they're ranked like number two for like producing the most people who go to medical school after they graduate from here. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, it was so discouraging because I'd meet people for like, um, in like, I don't know, get to know you type of programs like within the first few weeks of school. And everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm a 
pre-med bio major. I'm a pre-med chem. I'm not pre-med at pre-med at. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) y'all got me out here feeling like I'm a failure, not me being a music major. (laughs) But like, yeah, it was more discouraging uh, when I first got here. And it's still discouraging now. (laughs) I just kind of accepted it. Um, Yeah, I feel like being a music major is so like like I feel like you're actually really passionate about it. Whereas like if you can just be a STEM major and be like, I don't really like this. Yeah. But like but like money, you know? (laughs) Me. But like I feel like with music it's just like you're in there because like you're obviously not there for the money, so you're there for like the passion. Not here for the money. Because I feel like I know so many STEM people, especially computer science, because computer science is like even on the upper end of like the STEM for like being paid. And they're like, yeah, I mean, like, like it's fun, but like, I'm kind of here for the, for the money. But yeah, it's like not by any means like an easy major, Uh but it's not as like, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's really hands on and stuff like that. And you kind of have to care a lot about it if you want to be in it. Yeah. Because, like, if you don't like what you're doing, then you're obviously not going to do well. I feel like it's just one of those majors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially now, right? Because, like, we're online, so a lot of people are doing um, academic dishonesty to get through stuff. But with you, you can't really, like... Yeah, you can't really do that. (laughs) Recording. Yeah, like, if you don't do good in recording, you just don't do good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like studying music, you just kind of have to know the things. Like, Mm -hmm. I see in, like, some of my classes, right, because they're kind of mixed in terms of skill level. Uh, So, like, in my music theory class, I've come in, like, knowing a whole bunch of stuff because, you know, like, the Texas music education, like, that whole thing is really good at, like, preparing people for the things that they should know, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Texas is one of those places where it's kind of known for their music scene, especially with mm-hmm. like the band scene. Yeah. Like, so I've come in to like school knowing a lot of things, <laughs> and I'm seeing like other people like no matter where they are like in their academic career, like they could be upperclassmen and they like don't know basic music theory things, and I'm mm-hmm. just like. Mm-hmm. Wow. (laughs) Like being a music major is really just one of those things where you have to know what you're doing beforehand in order for you to succeed in the long run. So that's like there's no hiding really. Exactly. It's really you know it or you don't. And if you don't (laughs) buy as a freshman, like how much do you practice per week and how did that compare to like in high school? Bro. Honestly, I didn't practice. Well, I won't say that. I did practice a lot when I was in high school, but I would practice for like three hours, like every other day. And it's not because I want to practice for three hours. Um, you just kind of get lost after a while, like lost in time. Mm. Um, yeah, just one of those things. But now that I'm in college, you will find me in the practice room for like three hours every day except for Tuesdays I don't know why but I hate practicing on Tuesdays (laughs) (laughs) the vibe is different (laughs) the instrument knows the instrument knows it's Tuesday (laughs) 
but like if you're a music major you're probably going to be playing more than one instrument um so i had to pick up piano so uh i wouldn't say i evenly divide my time between like piano and um trombone because i really don't like piano is kind of like a not not saying it's not hard it's just kind of basic like i feel like a lot of people know what the piano is supposed to like do Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. like touch one beforehand. So I will spend like three hours in the practice room each day, but I'm playing some piano for like maybe like an hour, like 30 minutes to an hour. And then the rest of my time is focused on uh, playing trombone. But it's like trombone, by the way. Oh, yeah, I play trombone. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to like even out your time because as a music major, you're handed so much repertoire like it's ridiculous like you have to right now I don't know if this is everyone else but right now I have to learn um three piano pieces uh they're not hard I mean they're hard for me because my brain just like fizzes out whenever I have to read in two different clefs treble and bass Mm -hmm. but like you'll have to learn three different piano pieces along with like regular like finger studies and stuff like that and then I'm in jazz and regular, like, orchestra. So mm-hmm. I'm learning, like, five jazz pieces and then, like, another three orchestra pieces because I'm in New Orleans, by the way. So they're, like, very jazz-focused naturally, mm-hmm. as one does, um, which I'm yeah. not used to, but we can get into that later. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How has jazz been? Because let's just talk about it now. Since I know you've been, like, at first, Bro. you're kind of like freaking out over it because you're in you're in Austin, Texas. We don't do a lot of jazz. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I but you were in jazz band in high school, though, right? No, I wasn't. Oh, you weren't. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, oh my god, it's so strange because, first of all, I was really mad about this for like the longest time until I realized <laughs> that, like, you know. Some people just don't focus on classical and that's okay. But like, mm-hmm. I'm so used to things being taught like um, Western European music is the standard, like mm-hmm. global, you know, it's like the global standard for music. And like, mm-hmm. if you don't know what this is like, then you're basically like, you know, like, can you call yourself a musician? I don't know. But like, they spend so much time on like, understanding jazz and I was literally just sitting in the class like uh 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 just like so shook because I didn't understand basic jazz and everyone in the room was mad at me for so long because I didn't get (laughs) (laughs) so like in Texas bands are very much like technical like they focus on the technical aspects of pieces but Mm -hmm. with jazz it's very much about like the interpretation and how things are supposed to feel because a lot of the things in jazz music aren't written out, you know? Like, so mm-hmm. you kind of have to know, but I don't be knowing. <laughs> so I was like, oh. <laughs> hello? I'm just not used to that. And I feel like I was kind of failed in that way. Like, I mm-hmm. really struggle with feeling the music because I'm, like, more worried about getting things right. Mm-hmm. So, what are your like classes like when you're with your professors? You have in person classes, right? Most of my classes are like in person. Imagine that. 
I wish it was the other way around. But like at the same time, I'm kind of glad that they're in person. <laughs> no, you don't. It sucks. Because if they weren't in person, yeah. I would just not be keeping up with like myself. What are your classes like? B? They're like, they're okay. I don't know. I feel like they're all kind of easy at the moment because like, you know, I have to know things coming into it. So right now it kind of just feels like review. But they're starting to get a little bit harder because like uh, we're nearing the end of the semester. So we'd be covering new topics. And I'm just like, oh, I'm all of a sudden lost. Um, (laughs) (laughs) A lot of my classes are just very small. They're just really, really small. Because there's like maybe like 50 people in the music Mm -hmm. program. (laughs) That's small. It's so like poorly underfunded. Bless our heart. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I have like anywhere between four to like 10 people in a class. That's pretty small. Yeah. Four, bro. Could Very it be small. <laughs> it was with like the same few people. <laughs> so Do you like the icebreakers for the same four people? It's all like, yeah. So wait, wait, what classes are you taking exactly? I'm taking music history, music theory, uh, mm-hmm. one, music theory, one lab, um, mm-hmm. English, because that's just something I have to take. Mm-hmm. X-Core, which is like our orientation class. Yeah. Except um, my professor, he just really, all he talks about is India. Um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I'm also taking jazz and <laughs> orchestra. How many classes is that? Eight. Eight classes? Yeah, I'm about to be taking more. I'm about to, I'm going to minor in speech pathology. I don't know where it's going to get me in life. I don't care at this point. I'm just doing the things that I think I'm going to like. <laughs> it's really hard being like a college student and having like no goals for yourself. <laughs> like I really want to do a minor in like education or something, but like I feel like there's a whole different set of classes I'm going to have to take and I do not have the time for that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So that kind of transitions to my next question, but I was going to ask like, what do you want to do like after college? Oh, no. Is it like, well, if you're doing like music, where is it going to be like teaching or is it performance or do you not um, know? Sometimes I think about, I think about uh, music education, but most of the time I don't because like just seeing what our old band directors had to go through. I'm like, yeah. I don't want <laughs> like kids are terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do want to audition for like professional orchestras in the future. Say I did it, but mostly so I can like perform with them. Cause I was I got the chance to perform with the Austin uh, Symphony, Austin Wind. I don't know what it's called, the Austin Symphony, and it was just like a really cool experience. And like people liked me a lot there. And I was like, oh my god, don't make me do it, girl, don't make me do it. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so I might do okay I will do that I will do that in the future um but other than that I did think about music therapy for a little bit and then I realized it's not cut out for me because <laughs> like, I'm the last person to be getting advice from anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so how have you been faring with the corona restrictions i was like so alone for like the first like month and a half of school 
because like I didn't want to go to like the meet and greet type of programs because a lot of them were in like in person and stuff and I just didn't feel comfortable with it because like usually I have like other people like oh my god please go with me please but like I didn't have that so I was like alone and stuff. <laughs> so I was like how am I supposed to talk to these people without like a I don't know like a wingman or whatever I don't know I just need yeah, some like sort someone of to like someone you know to like fall back on if you get uncomfortable yeah. honestly this campus is always quiet That's so it's hard to meet people Nicholas, how's it been for you I know you have like not been leaving your house at all yeah I haven't really been leaving my house at all no but it's but, definitely hard because like like with you guys you like don't even know anyone no, but I, I I feel like it, I'd hate it even more if I was, like, at home and I knew my friends were, like, a phone call away or, like, a yeah, five-minute yeah. drive, but, like, I couldn't hang out with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, like, maybe there'll be a vaccine before my freshman year. So. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, I mean, I feel like people are still going to, like, wear masks and stuff for a little bit. Probably. Definitely. I'm so scared. I feel like I'm going to be so scarred from this experience. Like, even when it's, like close to being 100% safe I'm still gonna be like ah, anytime someone like coughs or sneezes or like just walks near you <laughs> yeah I feel like, we're gonna take, like we're gonna take on like the mentality because I know like a bunch of like of like the East Asian countries like if someone if like someone's sick they'll wear a mask and it's mostly yeah. like so maybe we're gonna like take on like that like I really hope mindset because it, it's actually like it's very beneficial like if you're like if you have a cold or if, if you have the flu like put on a mask so you're not like sneezing on anybody you know what I mean I don't know. Maybe we'll get more of that type of mindset, but we're also America. Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) I have one other one. This isn't really like chronologically correct, but if we can talk about admissions for a second, like how does it differ from like any other major? I don't know. It might be different from my school, but like being or trying to audition into the music program. I wouldn't say they don't care too much about um, your grades because they definitely do, especially with my school. They really have like a huge thing about like being a good student or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it doesn't really matter like how well you can play. Again, this is like specific to my school because like, again, the the program is just really small. But like if you can play, then they're going to use you. In like all their fans settings so I wouldn't say the audition process didn't really matter it was honestly very chill and like I could have gone in and played like anything <laughs> and it would have been right you're in yeah I was gonna ask about the audition honestly what I expected it to be was like me in a I don't know like some sort of hall with like wait all did you boxes. wait sorry 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 did you audition yeah. like in person or over the this like, was in person. Okay, okay. Yeah, at this time, I was actually, I auditioned pretty, pretty early on. It was like November, I feel like. Yeah, November of 2019. It was in person, but we had the option to do it um, online because, you know, I had to travel. But I thought it'd be better to just be there in person because mm-hmm. I didn't, first of all, I didn't have like the right equipment to make like a good recording like I didn't want to submit a recording from like my phone yeah <laughs> that would determine my like college audition <laughs> yeah and I feel like they might give you more body points if you're like they know that you like went all the way from Texas to like audition at this school you know what I mean yeah it was just it was really chill I don't know. 
like I felt kind of rushed into it but anyway but yeah it was kind of easy he just asked me to play like excerpt from my solo sight read and like scales but yeah I like expected it to be in like some sort of concert hall like with all the fine arts directors not all the fine arts but all the music directors to be in Mm -hmm. there but I was literally just in like an office I was in the dude's office (laughs) the head band director and my private lesson teacher or soon to be private lesson teacher so that was like kind of awkward because was just like two dudes staring at me Mm -hmm. um, while I was playing in like a small like crawl space (laughs) (laughs) it's not really what I expected it to be but it's fine it happened I'm in here now Oh, yeah, this is so long. I forgot you even asked about, like, her being... Yeah, I know. We haven't even talked about it. No, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. HBCU versus tradition... I don't want to say traditional. It sounds like... Um, It's called a PWI. PWI. HBCU versus PWI. Go. (laughs) Well, I guess, like, I don't want to sound like admissions, but, like, why did you pick, like, Xavier? Um, Honestly, okay, first of all... I didn't have, like, much of a choice in terms of, like, choosing schools, mostly because, like, my mom, <laughs> but, like, also because I didn't really feel like being around, like, majority Caucasians anymore. No, I feel that because I feel like I'm educating, well, educating some of them. You know, other ones are just don't feel like being educated. They can, they can lie in their ignorance. It's whatever. Like, I'm not, I ain't Google, but, like, I feel like I've been <laughs> educating a lot of, like, my roommates about like certain stuff that I guess they aren't aware of or like you know what I mean yeah but like my mom's main thing about like making me essentially go to an HBCU was that I'm not gonna have like another chance like this in my life where I will not be uh, a part of the minority yeah so my mom was like girl you need this experience and I'm like girl I need this experience (laughs) did she did she go to an HBCU yeah, she went to an HBCU called uh, Grambling. It's like upstate. The biggest thing that I love about like being here, though, is that I could change my hair, and no one's like comparing I, me to like, other yeah. celebrities. Yeah. Or, like, oh my god, I just remember like oh, the trombones. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, that too. I have so many stories where like I'll do anything slightly different with my hair and they're like oh my god every your hair what it's uh-huh. so different with like uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god I'm just like why can't I just exist how does it feel being like far away from home honestly it sucked for like a little bit because uh-huh. you know like I hadn't moved all my life so like basically all the friends that I made were my friends for like four plus years uh-huh. so it was a little bit hard being away from like my support system, I guess, because you know they were there like for most of my life, uh, yeah. You know, so it was weird not being like a five minute drive away from them for like a long time. Like it took a lot of adjusting, to be honest. It sucked being away for like a while, but after a while, it felt kind of silly because like there are people literally coming here from like Africa. Or like, <laughs> I don't know, like the Caribbean to be here, and I'm complaining about like a state of being a state away. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you know what? Let me just get this in check real quick. Um, anyway, but like it gets better because school in like Louisiana, you just kind of realize that everyone else is from Texas too. So it's not that. Deep. <laughs> 
Surprisingly, there's like a huge Chicago scene out here though, which I oh, was really not- that's far. Right? Like I think they stay in Chicago. Chicago's pretty good for music, right? Yeah, I would say that. Are there any things um like kind of like brochure moments where like it's kind of false advertising or something that isn't how like you thought it would be? Girl, this <laughs> whole thing is being here is a false <laughs> Bro, I literally see you like what was that thing you posted on your story? It was like everyone took complaining about how they hate going to their school. <laughs> they scammed us. <laughs> so wait, how, how did they scam? Girl, they scammed us for real. So like, here's the tea. So, oh my God, will this get me in trouble? I don't care. Um, anyway, so um, uh, our student like union or I don't know, our student leadership program or whatever, mm-hmm. they like brought to our administration's attention like during like a zoom meeting that like you know a lot of the students here are struggling because first of all Xavier is just like really known for having really rigorous um programs Mm -hmm. they were trying to talk to the administration about uh doing the pass fail option instead of doing like actual grades because apparently these STEM majors are really having it hard out here, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As one does when you go into STEM. But, like, one of the people on the board was like, yeah, we're not, like, doing that because it uh, makes us look bad as a school. And we're just like, um, what about our mental health? And they were like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> So there was like a mini rally outside of Not the mini rally. I know. I was like, ooh, y'all yelling today. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, like I thought I was the only person that did not like being here, but I guess it was everyone else too. <laughs> that sucks, right? It's just like the fact that they said, like, hey, we care about y'all. Come study here. And then, like, we literally haven't had, like, a normal week of school or, like, a normal, I don't know, like, a normal week of school since the beginning of the school year. And every single time something traumatic happens, they're like, um, so anyway, like, nothing happened. And we're just like, hey, um, what about my mental health? And they're like, mm, mm-hmm. here you go. I was going to say, like, didn't they, like, when they had that, like, hurricane, like, scares or whatever, like, earlier in the school year, like, they mm-hmm. canceled classes. And then once it, like, went past, they were, like, immediately restarted classes. Or something like Bro, that. I remember you saying something. They didn't cancel classes? <laughs> it went remote. <laughs> Bruh. So psych. So in, in conclusion, would you recommend one going to HBCU? Definitely. It's an experience that like needs to be had. And there's definitely like a lot of uh, pros to going to an HBCU, like especially socially and culturally. People should definitely come to an HBCU though. Like there's there's so much to offer. And hopefully it'll be different with non-corona times. Yes, definitely. I think, are you good, Tej? Yeah, I'm good. That was a good episode. Right. I liked it. Thanks so much, Avery. Thank you, Ooh. Avery. You're the bestest, Ooh. mate. You were so nervous and you like just like took mm, me. Don't tell me that. <laughs> if you have anything you want to send us, you can send it to the email in the description 
or you can send it as a voice message to anchor.fm slash minor problems and it may be used in the show. Also follow us on our social medias. Our Twitter is minor underscore pod and our Instagram is minor dot pod for updates and more fun stuff. Thank you.